Welcome to The Long Take Review, a film podcast with one eye always on the Oscars race. I'm your host, Jen Subtractor Bankard, and I'm here with my friend and uh, Shai Halud of New Movies, P.T. McGiff. Uh, How's hello, it going, Jen. P.T.? Uh, it's going it's going great um and i i think i speak for both of us that we are feel woefully underprepared for this podcast but uh, already we're ready to have some fun and talk about future movies i co-sign all of that uh, we are here with our year in preview episode this is an episode we've been meaning to do for a while and actually most oscars podcasts do these <laughs> immediately like like the the recording is still hot from the Oscars and they they sort of say okay let's already start predicting for next year um so we're kind of you know partly riding the coattails on that but also probably just getting psyched for for movies that are about are going to come out throughout the rest of the year uh so what we're going to do is first to have a general conversation share our thoughts about like what have we heard that has that's going to have Oscar buzz potentially you know granted a lot can change between now and next year but you know what are we hearing is is people are on people's predictions lists, uh, and then we're actually going to try to do a little draft uh, where we select each get to select five films that we're the most excited for. And you know, spoiler: there's going to be some hot competition for some of these because PT and I have fairly similar tastes uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 what you have to look forward to. But first, actually, just want to do a super quick movie news check-in because that we always like doing that at the top of of the show so do you have anything going on any new trailers that just came out or news that's 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 hitting the trades that we want to inform our listeners about i'm i'm also under prepared for this part because i've been looking so far forward i forgot what just happened um i will say since we last spoke uh i went to go and see the dungeons and dragons honor among thieves movie um which I, I don't know if we'll have the opportunity to record an episode on, but I feel like we certainly could because it's uh, it was great. It's super fun. Uh, and I had a, a great time with that. Uh, and yeah, I feel like, you know, there's, there's some, uh, you know, uh, Marvel movies, the, you know, the Marvel's trailer uh, landed. Um, hey, what remember. did you think about that? Well, uh, you know, I've, been uh soft on the marvel uh, maybe i don't know if that's the right way of phrasing it but i've i've been i've been out a little bit i've been you know a foot out um of uh you know sort of post endgame uh marvel stuff uh so i'm not fully caught up i i hate to say i've not actually watched miss marvel yet um so uh, i feel like there's you know references and obviously characters um that i was like that must be from that show i haven't seen um i like the idea of a body switch comedy like being like the the heart of this this version of a superhero movie um it it's it's inherently funny that they're going to have nick fury in what looks like the serious secret invasion um you know spy thriller show uh on disney plus and then straight into you know freaky friday uh or or vice versa or whatever um with uh you know characters swapping around um so i I, i'm into it like i i want it to be good uh that's this i will uh i will go see it in a theater you know that 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 said it's you know i'm not like as in as i might have been if it was like for the if when the first uh captain marvel came out if this had been the trailer i think i would have been like losing my mind and and you're you're in good company i mean every single movie podcast that i listen to they all have superhero movie fatigue 
I really enjoyed Ms. Marvel. I know it wasn't a perfect series structurally. I think the pacing had some issues, but I really loved Iman Vellani, I think is how you say her name. And uh, I thought she was really great. And I think she's just a bright star in the MCU right now that has a lot of potential. And so I'm really excited to see her in a feature film. I I just thought it looked like a fun time. This movie looks, I mean, it's not blowing my mind. This trailer is not blowing my mind, but it does look like a fun time. And I like the sort of reluctant team up aspect of it. Uh, so I think it, it definitely piqued my interest. It does not deserve all of the internet troll ire that it is receiving no <laughs> right now at all <laughs> which which sadly is uh completely predictable from a movie with three women superhero leads uh, two of them being women of color uh and the other one being brie larson just like for some reason the the target of a particular level of um crappy uh chud rage so uh yeah that's i and i want to see miss marvel i'm I'm waiting for when i'm excited and so maybe it'll be i'll watch it in the lead up to it i will um, see that if you're if you're gonna see the marvels the film you, you definitely like prerequisite is watching yeah. like even just in terms of explaining the plot premise i feel like you need to see miss marvel <laughs> which whether or not that's a good thing that should if that should be is another another debate for another day but that i will say if you if for if other folks listening are like you and have not caught up with all the disney plus shows this one in particular is like you you you're probably going to be like huh what's happening (laughs) if you haven't seen at least for a third of the of it because you know ms marvel is one of the three marvels and so i feel like if you haven't seen her series then you might be kind of confused as to like what her deal is and why she's there but um anyway so the the movie news that i had is super mario brothers still crushing it at the box office (laughs) it's about to hit a billion dollars i think that's what i saw in i believe it was the hollywood reporter this morning so it's almost there they can't quite call it it's like it's on the verge of hitting a billion i think um have you have you gotten to see this movie yet i have not had a chance to go and see it i was sort of like had put it in the sort of corner of like yeah it'll be on streaming at some point and I'll watch it I love Mario that'll be fun uh, and now it's made like all this money and I feel like people are happy with it I I haven't heard a lot of people saying like no you gotta see it like it's it's actually secretly amazing um, which is sort of what I heard about the Dungeons and Dragons movie um, you know again different sort of target audiences maybe well I would I would say for a more a closer comp I think it's not Puss in Boots the last wish or the oh okay yeah um, because that was like not on my radar at all and then everyone was like no you got to go see this it's amazing I did and then I was like yes that was amazing this this is more like I had a fun time it, you know it holds a special place in my household because you know we're a big Nintendo <laughs> we're big supporters of Nintendo at our house and uh, this was actually the first uh, film that my son who's three has ever seen in a theater and so that was that was a big and he sat through all of it he did very uh hilariously after the previews uh said is the movie over (laughs) (laughs) and then we were like oh no (laughs) like this is this is not like watching youtube kids at home where it's like it's a two-minute video so so that was i was worried when he said that i'm like oh we're in for a long haul but he actually you know they the both kids enjoyed it uh, we are getting requests uh, to hear Jack Black mm-hmm. all the time now, um, and uh, because there, you haven't seen it, but there's there's one song in particular that he sings that is very catchy and and hilarious, and so yeah, they they're they're really they're at, requesting that I play that all the time in the car now, uh, which is which is great. That's great. Is uh, you know, and the 
in his defense, in your in your son's defense, it can be like forty minutes of it's trailers, true. and it can feel like you've had an entire viewing experience. Yeah. I, that we so that was your son's first movie in a theater. What was yours? Do you remember? Oh, uh, the Little Mermaid, and that nice. started a massive, long, uh, love affair with Disney animated films. And I'm not at all excited about the live action Little Mermaid. That's <laughs> I, I was say, now we can talk about another Little Mermaid. It yeah, got some Oscar buzz. For the record, wait, so, really? I guess this is a good segue. Yes, uh, well, because Lin Manuel Miranda is writing new songs for it, and oh. he's, he's on the cusp of an EGOT still. So I don't think I knew that. That's okay. His... That makes me well. He is really like he's Disney owes him a lot at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's done good work for them, so that that kind of makes sense. Uh okay. That makes me more excited about it. I just I just haven't really been a fan of any of the live action remakes of mm-hmm. Disney movies. That for that reason alone, like as much as I think is it Haley Berry? Yes. Is her name? Okay. I think that's I almost right. said, I almost said Halle Berry and I, I always like, think Halle Berry as well. Yeah. Her voice sounds beautiful. Like she sounds like she's gonna she's gonna nail it in terms of musically. But like in terms of the film, I'm probably gonna be like, why is why are we remaking one of the best animated movies of all time. <laughs> like, so I'll be, I'll probably be grumpy no matter what. But, but what Lin Manuel Miranda songs, that's that's gonna get me in the seats probably. Okay. And that's another movie where you know there's the worst people in on the internet are mad at it for you know reasons that are dumb, uh, and they and they shouldn't do that. But it, like that is not a reason to not like it. But I'm yeah against the whole sort of process it just feels like people are think the kids can't handle or don't like traditional 2d hand-drawn animation and they're like so we're just going to run it back but i mean they're also doing a live action moana so that you know they're going to just do yeah it's, gonna it's do not going to stop me me being grumpy about it is not going to change anything <laughs> right they haven't responded to your letters yet unfortunately <laughs> All right, so so that has so so you're thinking music has, but is there are there aren't any other categories? I guess visual effects, if those are really good, maybe. Can I mean they don't? But look I can't really imagine good. they would be. Yeah, I mean Jungle uh, Book. Jungle Book got ended up nominated, I think. But I feel like the Jungle Book trailers were like, wow, like this is amazing. I I think that you know this is to speak you know, in general. We're in an interesting sort of zone where. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're looking down the barrel. Another piece of movie news is there's potentially going to be a a, a writer strike um, starting mm-hmm. next month. Uh, that's that's been voted on, and you know, we, that's in the past. There's been that sort of window of time when movies come out that were finished during a writer strike, and so they never really got rewritten enough. I always think of Quantum of Solace, the Bond movie, as suffering from that, where they're like, we've got all these set pieces, and we sort of have an idea of what the story is. Anyway, here's the movie, and that's what they then presented. Um, or or Breaking Bad only having seven episodes in the first season because mm-hmm. they couldn't write anymore. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in that zone, and we're also coming out of the, you know, very heavily restricted COVID protocol filming which i do think has had some effect maybe this is more on tv um than in movies but there is sort of that feeling sometimes of like there's only four people here um in what should be a crowd scene or um you know i'm uh, love ted lasso but it is interesting that like there's all these shots where it's like very clearly our main characters in front of a green screen with the stadium crowd behind them whereas like 
you know, a couple of years ago, they would have just filmed it with extras uh, in, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere on a, on a set. Um, so, you know, there's that. And I, I think that similar to those things, there's the visual effects crunch of, mm-hmm. you know, what's been happening, you know, as things ramp back up with COVID um, or post COVID, uh, there's, you know, all these visual effects studios are being pushed to the brink with um, the, you know, especially through Disney because of the, Marvel shows and the Marvel movies and the Star Wars shows and the Star Wars movies. Um, and, you know, there's been all these stories of uh, how like strained the the visual effects artists have been. Uh, and I do think you can see it in the quality of the work. And so that, that, you know, the stuff from Jungle Book, the stuff from um, that, uh, that Lion King, um, you know, remake as well, uh, where it was so high quality, even if it was like, why are we doing this? Um, but it looked so high quality that it could get uh, nominations is I, I don't I don't know if Little Mermaid has that. Everything just looks murky. The animals look just kind of like propped up animals. I don't know. It doesn't look exciting. Um I would so I would I would hope that there are going to be um you know movies that will uh, you know surpass that that come out uh during the course of the year. That said maybe it ends up looking amazing and it does get it does get some chatter. But I I, I think it's only the the you know song consideration at this point. Sure. All right, so I think yeah, we're ready to move into our Oscar buzz projections for the year. Have you heard any murmurs from either other podcasts you're listening to or articles that you're reading about sort of what are our what hopes critics are pinning on different these different movies that haven't come out yet? There's a few big kind of heavyweights that have been lingering for a while that were maybe rumored to come out. Uh, even last year, uh, I, I I did. We'll, we'll see when the time, if there is a time, to discuss it. I I went back and looked at some of the predictions. Uh, I, I think it was from Variety uh, from March 2022 for what the 2023 Oscars that we just had would look like. Um, and there's a, there's a bunch of the movies that we're going to talk about today uh, that are on there. And I I think the one that sort of is looming uh, the largest. Uh, is, and I have to look at it to make sure I always get it right, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the Martin Scorsese movie. Um, I never remember if it's killers or killing and if it's like of or at. My my, my prepositions and my my uh, verbiage, uh, uh, I, I lose I lose that because I haven't read the book. Um, so, and because I want to see this movie fresh, I, I'm trying to not read anything about it uh, or, or look at it. But, um, you know, that's the, you know, I don't want to curse it uh, by saying this, but that's the Fablemans of this year. The old master uh, who is, you know, the, 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 the rumors, the, the discussions are like, this is the late period classic um, that, that could be in line with his best work that could be on a, uh, uh, you know, march towards sweeping up a bunch of awards. And so my question was, I think you kind of answered it already, but is, are people just going nuts about this because of Scorsese? The everyone involved who has talked about it, like, and everyone involved includes, you know, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, the two sort of main Scorsese actor, I don't want to say muses, but collaborators, um, and Jesse Plemons as I think sort of the main role in, oh no, I should have had this open, Emily Gladstone? Is that the Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone, excuse me. They have all sort of been interviewed and they were like, oh, this is the best script that I've ever read and this is the best movie i've ever been a part of um and you know maybe that's hyperbole maybe maybe not um but there's been a lot of talk that like this is actually really good and that 
you know, it was filmed and finished at least two years ago. Oh, no, sorry. Fi- finished filming two years ago. And they've been working on it and crafting it. And the speculation seemed to be that, like, this is so good, we don't want to rush it out at the end mm. of 2022. Right, it's worth- so let's get into festivals. Let's do the full low. You know, it's it's the you know the opposite of being dumped. It's being sort of you know pedestaled uh, into let let's move forward. Which all of this could mean it's just going to get all this hype and everyone's going to be sick of it before um, we even see it in America. And it feels like old hat, um, but it just feels like that's the that that's the elephant in the room right now. Or or you could be describing the trajectory that Top Gun Maverick went on which worked out really well because I feel like that was another movie that they held back and delayed a bunch of times because I think they knew what they had. So, you know, maybe, maybe that'd be true. Are are you okay? I know you said you don't, you want to go in fresh. Are you okay if I read the synopsis? Yes. Wikipedia? I, yeah. It's members of the Osage tribe in Northeastern Oklahoma are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation directed by 20, 29-year-old, oh, who, I, J. Edgar Hoover's in this? Okay, I, I now understand why this is a big deal. And former Texas Ranger Tom White. Honestly, reading this synopsis, I would be into this movie even if it weren't a Martin Scorsese movie. Just like the premise alone. I'm a, I'm a sucker for crime dramas. So that alone, pl- that plus the cast plus Martin Scorsese, I think is what's what's giving this a lot of heat. I, I agree. And people have said, and again, I, I have um, you know not done my homework. I, I did not understand the assignment. Um, but people who've read the book are like, this is one of the best nonfiction books to come out in the last 20 years. And yeah, everything about this movie is just the Vince McMahon meme of excessively getting more and more interested. You know, I'm interested. I'm very interested. I'm excited. I'm losing my mind. Um, where it's just sort of like the story seems great. The book's supposed to be incredible. It's Martin Scorsese. It's all of Scorsese's like late period collaborators or, or career um, collaborators behind the scenes. Um, the cast. And you know, and then the the the, the discussion of it. Um, there was um, the, the the news to the degree that it's news. Um, it's it's premiering at Cannes, I believe, out of competition, but it is premiering yep. um, at Cannes, and they they finally settled on an edit, um, and it's three and a half hours, um, which is uh, is long. Except that the rumor for a while was it's going to be over four hours. It's going to be longer than Gone with the Wind was the like speculation like as of a couple weeks ago so you know this idea of it's this long sprawling thing that like you gotta you gotta experience the, you know all of it and it's gonna be incredible blah blah and um, i feel like half the critics i follow have keeled over at this news and the other half are like let's go yes um yeah it, it, there's definitely the divide like i i am very on board with the sort of movement to can we make movies that are like 90 minutes uh, again just because I think how often I choose a movie to watch at home. If it's under a hundred minutes, I'm like, great, let's do it. Um, but for all the reasons described, Vince McMahon, I'm going to go to another meme. I'm the guy from the Onion cartoon, the, the sickos in the window, like, ha ha, yes. Um, at the at the three and a half, the three and a half hours. Uh, I will just say the big um, cloud that sort of hangs over this, um, and I dependent, I guess, on how big how big it may be or what people think about it is that it is a story about, you know, native murders on native American land and murders of native Americans uh, told by a whole lot of white people. So uh, I think there's going to be some degree of folks who are like, what are we doing? Like what's happening? Um, And why is this, why are the main characters of this? Like the, you know, the the white folk who are coming in to deal with it. Um, And, you know, that's, I think that is fair, a fair critique. I think there's also, 
the sort of uh I don't want it. It's maybe like a, an annex of film Twitter. Um, I don't want to just call it that it's Marvel Twitter, but there are other people who are younger who are like Martin Scorsese ain't anything. Um, you know, he, 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 he smacked, talked Marvel. Right, he's the guy who throws shade at Marvel movies that I love. Right. Yeah. I. So all he does is write movies about how great murder is and how great gangsters are. And there are no women in his movies and uh, blah, blah, blah. There's no diversity. And so, you know, it, that like sensation, which, you know, there's critiques in there. I think there's a, you know, some simplified take uh, uh, of uh, Scorsese's film work. That said, um, you know, I, I have no problem with anyone being like, yeah, not a lot of me in in these movies. So I think that that could be the discourse that is uh, around as this movie sort of comes out and people start to see it or even just start to hear about it. Um, I predict like that first trailer when there's actually a trailer for it, that's going to be out there. Um, and that just might be exhausting enough that by the time it's actually award season, everyone's like, Oh my God, like enough, enough flower moon. We're done. <laughs> I have, I have to go back to your earlier point. I have read a bunch of reports about how they have hired a lot of indigenous consultants for the script and working on the product, you know, the production. So at the very least, they're they're aware that this discourse is going to happen and that they're trying to get ahead of it. I feel like, you know, again, how genuine that is, is, is another issue. But maybe that, that gives me a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, I, you know, if this pans out, then, you know, if we're thinking about our five five directors lineup and best director you know he has he's got to be in there right do we who else do we see in there potentially i feel like bradley cooper's got a shot there's a lot of buzz around yeah. like oh is he gonna make a comeback because he got snubbed mm -hmm. when is maestro, he is maestro his uh coronation right like is he finally gonna make it because it because he he did not get nominated for a star is born Right. He got nominated Correct. as an actor, but not as the director. Not as a director. Believe. And I remember exactly. that people people being up in arms about that. So, uh, you know, that seems like uh, a, a discussion. I'm probably jumping uh, the gun a little bit because uh, th th this is you know sort of linger lurking as a dark horse. But I do think, uh, you know, the, the other big Apple uh, movie, Apple Studios movie um, that's out there is Napoleon, uh, which is uh, Ridley Scott. Um, and you know, Ridley Scott is, this is a weird thing to say quietly, very old. Um, but he's, you know, he's in his eighties, um, but has been just like churning out movies. I'm, I'm still over here in a pretty low populated, uh, corner, um, standing the last duel, uh, as a movie that should have gotten a lot of attention when it came out. Um, all, all attention paid to house of Gucci should have gone to the last duel, uh, instead, but, um, you know, he's never won, uh, and he's never gotten, um and maybe wait that may be wrong he might have won for gladiator uh i could be totally wrong on that um so uh, i can already see jen's gonna fact check me and i appreciate i'm googling that. it as we speak keep, um, keep continue but, uh, but okay even if he has one in the same way that scorsese won for the departed but everyone's like he should have two like there could be that ridley scott like what are we doing like if napoleon turns out great especially even though it's not related to it there's this like lingering idea of this is you know, there was the great lost Kubrick movie of Napoleon that he could never get to he never like pulled together never finished so 
you know, uh, if this is actually really good, you know, histor- big historical costume drama, I've heard it's centered mostly around the love story um, at, at the middle and Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon, who obviously is a, an Academy favorite. Um, so, you know, I think that there's some, there, there, there may be some traction for let's give Ridley Scott his due for the first or second time. Jen, was, is it first or second? So uh, he has never won for best That's director. Crazy. Oh, right. Uh, actually, Snowboarder. he has not won any Oscars. Uh, so he has been nominated three times for best director, Thumb and Louise, Gladiator, and Black Hawk Down. And then he, he was nominated, got nominated for The Martian for best picture in 2016. And that was his last wow. nomination. So, which is, wow. seems crazy. How did we, how have we messed this up? <laughs> Was that the year that Soderbergh won against himself? It was. Okay. That's why. Um, it was it was Traffic and Aaron Brockovich and Soderbergh got nominated oh. twice and he won for Traffic. Uh, I don't know why I thought that was the next year. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's the, that, you know, the, there's a narrative. And again, there's a narrative, yep. you know, it's the, uh, it, it, it's tough. And we have seen in recent years that doesn't always, uh, it doesn't always work. Um, and Ridley Scott it can be pretty curmudgeonly about uh, things. Um, so, you know, I can see him uh, if even if he's trying to be on his best behavior. Didn't he have a rant about things. teenagers watching movies on their phones? <laughs> he's him? done that. He also he did he did do a, um, a movie about uh, Egypt with all you know white uh, European and American actors, and he's like, well, you can't cast anyone from Egypt. Like, no one will pay to see them. Uh, and it was like, but Ridley, like, that's your job is to make them want to go and, and see. He's like, well, like, we got to use white people because that's the only people. You know, and, and he was like, I, I don't like it, but that's the way it is. Um, and, you know, there's uh, certainly um, a, a mindset there. You know, that that is, I think, how a lot of studios think. Um, but, you know, I yeah, there's this is going to be the first or I guess the second if we include the Osage Osage um, component. Um, that like the, the discourse could undermine any of these any of these things. Sure. Though Napoleon and Maestro both seem equally like Oscar bait, traditional Oscar bait, mm-hmm. because it's you know about real events. Or in the case of Maestro, because Maestro's a biopic about Leonard Bernstein, right? That's correct, I believe. Yeah. So I feel like that's that checks a lot of Oscar boxes. <laughs> They do. They do like biopics, and they do As like musical biopics. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What What are you thinking? Either in terms of you know a, a movie that you have heard or seen is looming in general so, director. Yeah. So what's interesting is I don't know how much this would be in dire- the director category, but I would say in terms of universal and consistent buzz from pundits and critics, you're right. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is definitely at the top of the list. The next one for me, at least, in sort of the listening that I've been doing, is for Past Lives, which came out of Sundance. Uh, so that's Celine Song, who I believe this is her directorial debut, and and but she's a playwright, and so she had like she's kind of like come like making the transition from playwriting to filmmaking, and it was and one of those things where this was the first year that Sundance went back in person and so they did but they still kept their virtual festival but past lives was one of the films that was only available to see at in-person screenings 
And I remember everyone just having everyone who could not physically go to the festival having serious FOMO and being like, oh, like the best movie out of the festival was one that I couldn't go see. But the just like the buzz coming out of that was phenomenal. Like people were just like, this is an amazing movie. It's it's going like just you wait if they can handle the campaign correctly. It's going to it's going to be a big contender come Oscar season. Um, And so the description, at least, or like the appeal that it would have feels a lot like drive my car to me because it's and that's not just because it's about Asian people um, <laughs> in case if you know what both of those films are about and you're like why are you doing that Jen it, 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 but it, it is like uh, it's a story about an, an Asian American immigrant who's in a love triangle at in the two countries of her immig- like the country of her origin and then the country of her immigration mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like this my understanding is it's like a to- story told over a lifetime that sort of talks about these different like addresses these different relationships and then by in in the process addresses the immigrant experience and it, it also seems like a very lyrical and kind of slow movie that's why i was going for drive my car the idea that it's like lyrical slow poignant beautiful people are saying immaculately written so so that's what that that's in terms of the oscars puzzle that like i was like oh maybe that can have like some some drive my car-esque momentum in that way where it's like a largely word of mouth from kind of coming out of nowhere contender i mean i would say it might even have more than drive my car momentum just because the 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 discussion of this movie i feel like everyone who saw it was like it's incredible and it's like as incredible as everyone is saying it is it's more incredible than that um like you you cannot like feel like you're going to be overhyped about it because that's how good it is um so yeah, I mean, it, it's. I feel like people have penciled in the two uh, the two leads um, as uh, as nominees uh, and and director and uh, and picture and potentially uh, I think it's original screenplay. Um, that's mm. yeah. I don't think it's based on one of um, songs, plays, or anything. Uh, the the one thing I have to add is when we when Jen drafted the list, she was like, "Oh, unknown release date. It's coming out in June. They put a date out. It's June second now." Oh, that's great. Um, so that means it's it's not far away that uh, it can be it it can be seen by at least at least some people. So I think that you know that also to me sort of feels like you know releasing it a movie like this in the middle of the summer sounds like they think like no this can really have something even if it's not going to be who's you know, the distributor you know it's a twenty four oh even better come on okay. um, I mean it, can do this. This feels weird to say to compare it as like, you know, again, the sort of pie in the sky um, potential, but like, you know, it, it's supposed to have very like it does have like the sort of drive my car vibes. But the in terms of the way people talk about it, that, I mean, everything everywhere all at once was another movie where everyone's like, this is great. Like, but like, no, it's great. Like, we all really like it. And like, we're excited for people to see it. And it came out. People were like, yeah, we like this. Um, and I know there are people out there who probably didn't like it, but whatever. Um, and I think the, you know, the idea of, you know, the kind of story it is telling, it is this sort of love triangle, um, prolonged uh, a study of a life. I, I yeah, it, it's over a long stretch of time. I think that it's like three. I think if I heard correctly and I'm remembering correctly, it's three segments, each one separated by like seven or ten years over the course of these people's lives. Um, and you know, just that it's it's incredibly moving. The the you know, like all the things that Jen said, writing is impeccable, performances are amazing, and you know, they're they're putting it out in the middle of the summer, thinking it's going to. It, that to me feels like they think it's going to have yeah. something. And you had actually originally asked me about director and I initially was not sure because it's a it's a directorial debut but honestly 
I feel like the Daniels have blown that door wide open. Like, you know, everything mm. everywhere all at once was not their first directing gig by any means, but it they are really new to the scene and therefore at the beginning of the season no one really took them seriously as best director contenders and then they ended up winning. So so yeah, that I feel like that alone has now set a different precedent in terms of what we can can expect in the best right. director category. Are there other best picture nominees that you feel like people have been talking about? Well, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, I think that there's uh, some some degree of expectation that Oppenheimer is going to uh, have uh, you know a strong play. Um, you know, uh, Chris, it's the new Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, he. You know, I I feel like there's a feeling that like oh he's under rewarded he's never um, you know gotten an Oscar but tends to clean up uh, below the line uh, and has gotten uh, you know a good amount of uh, best picture nominations for uh, for his movies so um, you know and and it's you know it's historical it's World War Two it's you know it's uh, doesn't seem like it's any kind of uh, intense weird time-based story structure um like a lot of his uh original movies have been so uh you know this this could be the chance that like it connects with uh, it's a little bit more accessible to uh, a wider audience including maybe traditional oscar voters incredibly stacked cast so um you know i think that has uh some real uh some real potential yeah, you know, I I feel like we sort of keep pulling. Uh, I've got a bunch of sort of like oh the like old guard or or people who have been around a long time. Um, but I'll I'll pivot to um, the musical version of the Color Purple, um, which is coming out uh, Christmas Day. That's slated for sort of the the, the Christmas release, and it's um, you know was a was a I believe a big hit on Broadway. I think it won a bunch of. Tony's I am saying that having not looked that up at all but just sort of having a vague memory that it was successful um and that people have been very uh excited about this for um for a long time and I'm I'm worried about my pronunciation of uh the director's name but it's it's Blitz Bazawuli I believe with uh, again some uh, you know it was a strong buzz around some of the performers um uh, Fantasia Barino and uh, Coleman Domingo uh, who uh, you know? There, there's been talk about them sort of having a uh, you know having a lot of momentum that that would you know is is sort of you know it's not no, nothing's written in pen but the pencil was pressed down real hard when they they, they put the color purple as uh, one of the potential nominees. Sure, and I I feel like I've heard a lot of buzz about the musical perform musical artist her like H E R, mm. um because this is I believe her first acting or on-screen role. Like, she won an Oscar for the song, the Daniel Kaluuya, Keith Stanfield movie. Oh, Judas uh, and the Black Judas Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah, yes. I think, I believe her, she won for original song. I think that's correct. But this is her first, you know, on-screen role. So people uh, are Confirming, yeah, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah. She Thank did you. win an Oscar for that. Uh, yes, and also Taraji B. Henson is another supporting uh, actor in that that's supposed to have a lot of buzz. So, uh, yeah, that's supposed to be that's supposed to be great. Potentially another way for uh, Steven Spielberg to get another Oscar. He was one of the producers uh, on the movie because. All right. Yeah, I think I original. saw that. And Oprah, who was yeah. in the original cast. Yes. Yes, she was in the original movie. That was her. I think that was her first her acting debut. I guess for some reason I never I didn't remember. Oh, but, but for the film, not for the musical. 
I'm Correct. assuming. She's a, that's yes. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Original, uh, 80, I'm just clarifying that for everyone because we stopped, we're talking about the Broadway musical and then I brought up Oprah and I mean, <laughs> she's she was in the original adaptation, film adaptation of mm-hmm. The Color Purple. Uh, yeah. What what other ones have you heard about? I mean, people are kind of confused now about Barbie. After <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. I feel like people were like, Greta Gerwig doing a Barbie movie. Yes. Like, this has to be an Oscar contender. Right. Because, you know, and part of that is because of Little Women. Right. She, you know, she, she did really well at the Oscars with that film. And and just, you know, because she is she is such a recognized talent at this point both in terms of writing and and directing now. And so I feel like people were like, yes, just on face value, just the the, the on paper, this film seems like it would be a shoe-in for Oscar contender. But then the trailer came out and it just seems like a funny movie about Barbie. And so <laughs> like now people are like, huh? Um, <laughs> and Greg and I had talked about this in, in at the top of our air review because we were like, oh, I like I guess this movie is just a comedy now, which is still good, but like maybe it wasn't the sort of like think piece about barbie that that maybe we thought thought it would be but it still could be that's the thing is like a bunch of critics i've listened to some of them are like oh i guess it's not an oscar contender now now that we know what it is and others are like no just because the trailer's sort of showing this i feel like because it's greta gerwig it's going to have something up its sleeve and it's not you know it's not it's not going to be what it seems entirely and so people are still holding out for it to be sort of the more the more interesting version of a barbie movie (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's. It, I find it difficult to believe that Greta Gerwig would direct and co-write with Noah Baumbach a pretty boring, straight-ahead comedy about, you know, set in the Barbie world. Right. Uh, so, you know, it, I think that pedigree um, does make it feel like there's, there's. It seems like there could be more there. I, I you know, I the maybe the dream of. Uh, you know, Barbie Best Picture nominee, um, or or Gerwig for Best Director. Yeah, maybe that's not going to work out, but I could see, <laughs> I could, I could still uh, even even if it comes out and it's just like very funny, uh, and and is just like a a really funny movie. I could still see it getting a adapted screenplay nomination mm. just for those two people. Um, you know, based on on sort of names alone. Um and you know, even if it's even if it's kind of bad, I think that it could get production design and costuming. That's what I was going to say is like a lot of the crafts categories even like you said if it's if it's just a face value comedy but it's well done or even if it's like a yeah like kind of weird comedy right that then i think because because it just looks it looks amazing like that's the thing i took away from the trailer is that like this really is going to pull us into another world that is barbie's world um so so yeah i think like also say she's a barbie girl (laughs) i thought that but i wasn't gonna go there Thank you for thank you for 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 following through on that. I wonder if that song will make an appearance, ironically, in the movie. I feel that like be, it has to. That would be great, right? Yeah, uh, only if it's ironic. Yes, <laughs> it's, if it's sincere, then I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we need the slow like piano cover of Barbie Girl in the last trailer for it. <laughs> the the Bioshock version. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The 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 the, the desolate um, dirge Barbie Girl. Nice, nice. Uh, I love it. We haven't talked about Denis Villeneuve. We have. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're both thinking about the draft, so we're like, we don't want to bring. No, it up. I was like, um, I'm like, do I bring this? Was this was something I hadn't anticipated when we decided to do a draft at the end of this, where I'm like, wait, am I giving away my strategy by gushing about certain movies? 
I mean, but we know we are. I think know. I think we both know. <laughs> right. Dune, 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 Dune. It's just like drums. The drums in the distance. Dune, Dune, Dune. So I mean, how how are you feeling about this? Do you feel like this is going to be the return of the king effect that people were banking on when Denis Villeneuve did not get nominated for best director? And that it didn't really like, I mean, it cleaned up in the in craft categories, mm-hmm. but wasn't, you know, it wasn't a contender for best picture at all. Um, like a real one, at least. So, yeah. What are, what are you feeling? Could this be the the Dune, Dune Strikes Back? It, so it, it, it could be, you know, the, the issue with that is that the, you know, the, the book fans are, you know, all, all pretty adamant of like, but you got to make it. A trilogy and do Dune Messiah, the second book, the second much shorter book, as the third movie. That's a clean, and I mean, obviously, you know, just the original book is also pretty clean. But you know, if if we have all this, let's do Dune Messiah. So you know, I'm I'm assuming what they're going to do is not announce that they're going to do Dune Messiah. Uh, if there is some momentum, um, they're going to wait. Uh, if the movie comes out, people like it, it gets some momentum. They'll hold off to be like. It's Return of the King and not the Two Towers, um, but you know I I do wonder if that's going to potentially um, hang over it. But the second half of Dune in book form rules uh, and has a bunch of stuff that's like even more like enjoyable and I think answers a lot of the questions and mm. critiques that existed around the first movie. Um, so. You know, I think it's it's possible that you know it, it, this could just be blowing people away and and be the big, um, you know, I feel like this could be the you know in a way sort of what Top Gun Maverick was, what people thought Avatar: Way of Water would be of the sort of like, do we just give it to Dune? Like, is this just the, is this what we do? Like, maybe we do. Um, but I, I say all of that and also like know that. Dune is still ultimately very weird and probably too weird to be a huge, uh, you know, a huge blockbuster. And I, I don't know if, um, if Denny makes movies that are, uh, you know, they, he might be a little too, um, have too much sort of cold distance, which I love. Um, but, uh, you know, it's possible it won't catch on to that degree, but yeah, I think that it's, it's, um, you know, f- would not surprise me if nomination day it's the movie with the most nominations is Dune part two. And right. You know, it still it cleans up. Or I just say cleans up, but it gets you know two to five craft categories, and you know maybe that's it. But it's got the potential to do more. And between yeah. Arrival and sorry, between Arrival and Dune, I, it, it, he's overdue. Like people are like, he's got it. He needs something. So there's there's definitely that narrative too of you know he's he's um, you know not career, but like he needs a mid career um, uh, blessing from the academy. Yeah, I feel like at the very least he gets the. Sorry, we snubbed you last year, or last time. Um, director nomination that that I feel like is a even if Dune Part Two is not very good, I feel like that that might happen. <laughs> but it, it's going to be good. I, it's, I'm manifesting that. Yeah, it has to be. And uh, to to similarly uh, manifest, and because you took the um, uh, you you took the bullet. Uh, I was trying to think if there's a term for bullets in the Dune world, um, but I, I don't. I can't think of like the weapons. Uh, you took the 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 the, the Cairo knife. What is it called? Um, the sort of the, the special knife. Oh yeah, yes. By by bringing up Dune, I will be the person um, to bring up How Do You Live, um, which is the uh, new and 
potentially, uh, probably final uh, Miyazaki movie. Um, that this is embarrassing that that I'm not the one who's bringing those up. But go ahead. Well, but that's what you 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 jumped. You you were willing to be the one to bring up to, and let me bring this one up so you don't have to bring up all the all the ones we might be jostling for later. It's a Miyazaki movie. What do you what do you want from me? Um, It's you know that's that's it. Like it, it it should be in the conversation. I feel like as time has gone by, as um, you know, Japanese animation uh, uh, and, and you know, Miyazaki's work in particular has only gained more and more uh, credibility and, and respect. Um, you know, there is a feeling of, you know, he's been underserved in, uh, in terms of the Academy Awards. I think he's only won once. Uh, I think Princess Mononoke won. Is that right? For, uh, I feel like it was spirited away, but maybe. It might be spirited away. Maybe people thought it should be Princess Mononoke. Um, uh, but that movie might have came out before there was the animated movie, which could be the issue. Um, but anyway, that like, you know, he's only one, you know, he's only you know, been recognized once. Um, this, you know, he, he he's retired multiple times. But this time, you know, it's been 10 years since he made a movie. And the all the all the discussion of it is basically him being like, I do not want to make a movie, but I had to. Like this movie, I just felt like I had to. And again, he's he's an, an elder statesman. He's in his 80s. Uh, it's, it, it feels like if this, you know, if this is a, I don't want to say standard cause that's obviously very unfair, but if, if this is a sort of regular quality Miyazaki movie, there will be some momentum of like, let's get it into best picture. Like let's, let's expand out into, you know, beyond just it being an animated movie. Right. Uh, and that's hard to do. That hasn't really happened. Um, you know, in, in recent if years, Guillermo del, if Guillermo del Toro keeps pushing with his animation to cinema campaign i feel like we can make it happen yeah uh and again i think that you know there's something of like the people who might be like i don't know guillermo del toro like it is already one for like quote-unquote real movies the like oh here's like the master of animation um who's still with us uh you know let's let's make sure he gets rewarded while while he's still here um you know and it, that's if the movie is you know at his usual standards if it is actually like even better than that then you know it could really pick up momentum so it was spirit away that won an oscar in 2001 and but it but uh howl's moving castle and the wind rises were also nominated and didn't win Mm -hmm. i know the wind rises that lost to frozen right i feel like people get mad about that that sounds right i mean and best animated feature has been so dominated by Disney and Pixar mm-hmm. that yes, like you can probably if they're they're likely any of the years that a Miyazaki movie would have been going up, there likely would have been a Disney or Pixar movie going against it. Right. Uh, well, thank you for checking me. I hope the listeners appreciate how confident I sound when I say things that are I don't know uh, and are just not true. I'm just like, wow, really, Scott won for Gladiator. Um, you're just you're just earlier. being very you're trying to trying to manifest it. Yes, trying to trying to make it happen, trying to change history. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. Look, since we're here, we're talking about animated movies already. F- side note: you know, low key, will the best animated feature be the most competitive category this year? Um, it it's be. possible because one of the other movies that is certain seems certain to be nominated there, um, and also could break into best picture is Across the Spider Verse, yes. the sequel to. Um, I mean, arguably one of, one of, if not the best movies of the past decade. 
I would agree. Um, I would agree. Which, I, I mean, by that. yeah, I don't what I don't know what else. I don't know what to say about it besides it looks incredible. The first movie was uh, damn near perfect, and I'm excited to see you know what they do with it. In a way, sort of, I guess the the expectations are really really high, but you know I haven't heard any like discussion of like oh maybe it's not going to be good or you know they might have lost it or whatever uh it just seems that like everyone is giddily anticipating this movie coming out and you know it would be uh there would be something very amusing in the world of people being like winner superhero movie is going to get recognized uh if if they you know the big push actually and i know black panther got some got the nominations but if uh you know if if the next one to do that is uh the animated one across the across the spider are there what are the other potential nominees for animated feature because i because i agree that just because just by virtue of having those two how do you live in across the spider verse it's no. it's already a heavyweight category yeah i think um, so there's, there's a, the- there's a- Sorry, I asked you a question, no, then I was trying to answer no. it myself. No, no, that's go. okay. Uh, well, there, so there is a, a Pixar movie called Elemental, um, and you know, we, we, there's been a lot of talk on the uh, in, on the internet about like, oh, what are you going to do on what's the I can't remember the actual date now in July when it's Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. I think we got to talk about June sixteenth uh, in the same way because there's the Flash. You know, for better or for worse, The Flash is coming out. Um, and people are excited about that. Elemental, which is the new Pixar movie. And a third movie that uh, we'll, we'll be coming back around to, the new Wes Anderson movie, uh, Atomic uh, Atomic City, um, is coming out that day. Sorry, Asteroid City. Uh, again, very confident that I know what I'm doing. Um, but uh, but Elemental is, the, is, a, is a Pixar movie that, um, you know, people are, you know, pretty excited about. It's like the, uh, you know, it's... It, it, to me, it feels just sort of like, oh, you're doing Inside Out, but with Earth, Water, Wind, and Fire. Um, but, you know, it's still Pixar, and, you know, they know what they're doing. And I feel like I've heard more people compare it to Soul. Oh, right. That's good. Then then Inside Out, which is interesting, because I totally agree with you that just based on the premise alone, it sounds much closer to Inside Out. But maybe there's something that I, you know, I'm missing in terms of what the what they see in the film. Maybe it's the, the talent that's involved or, yeah. or, or something like that, but... Um, and then there's uh, a sort of straight up Disney uh, animated studios uh, movie called Wish that is coming out in November. Um, I, I, I will be honest, I don't know what that is about, but it's the it's the Thanksgiving you know weekend Disney movie that like they think is good enough to be released then. So uh, I'm I'm assuming that that's so- going to have have some have some juice behind it. I do know what this is about, and I really am really curious to see your reaction to this. So the premise of this movie is it is the origin story of the wishing star Mm -hmm. as seen in multiple classic Disney animated films. So the idea is like it's Mm -hmm. I think it's there. I don't know if it's trying to do a multiverse sort of situation, but it's sort of like here's the star that so many other classic Disney characters have wished upon It's literally when you wish upon a star that star, you know, I mean, like that star Uh, and and so it's like talking about the first, the first, basically the first Disney character that we haven't met yet. Hmm. Well, I mean, finally, <laughs> we've all been waiting. We've all oh, been like, what, what's the story behind that star? Right. It's the movie no one asked for. Um, I mean, <laughs> but we're getting. Uh, I, but it, but it's starring Ar- Ariana DeBose. So I feel yeah. like that. I was like, oh, like she's going to be the lead. 
She's doing um, the thing. She's doing. <laughs> oh, she's never gonna live that down. That's terrible. Probably not. Probably not. So, and, and I cannot. I cannot mock this as someone who. Uh, thoroughly enjoys and frequently rewatches the movie they made about the first paragraph and a half of the crawl of the original Star Wars movie, where it's just like, yeah, the rebel spies. Like, I, I want to see what happens. How do the spies do it? Um, so, you know, okay. Um, you know, uh, good luck. Good luck to the star. I hope I hope the star does well. Uh, and and that's, that's a good movie. Um, so that's four. And I feel like I would feel pretty good thinking... Unless, you know, Wish or Elemental, more likely Wish, uh, is uh, terrible, then, uh, you know, those four feel pretty good. And then we've got the aforementioned Super Mario Brothers. If it's made a billion plus dollars around the world, like people be like, oh, what the hell? Like Mario Brothers. Um, Let's do it. Um, There is the the, um, Spider-Verse inspired uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out that Seth Rogen is producing that looks like... It could be really fun. They got actual teenagers to voice the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, And that looks like the trailer for that looks like it could be really fun. And if that takes off uh, and people really like that, then, you know, that could be something. Um, And then there's a movie, I forget what studio it's from. And I don't really know much about it. It's called Migration. And it's about like birds, you know, when birds are the characters, but it's written by Mike White. And I feel like, you know, Mike White's got a lot of juice with White Lotus and, you know, the other things that he's written. So, you know, that's possible. And then, as always, there are movies that I've probably not heard of that's like, what's the studio in Ireland that does, like, you know, Wolfwalkers? Like, what are they doing? They may have a movie or, like, you know, some some other, you know, studio from uh, out there, yeah, usually out there in the world. Has a, Netflix usually has a contender, mm-hmm. like a Netflix original animated. But I haven't heard anything about what their animation slate is. Yes. I... Now I'm wondering. Wait, did I did I pull migration up? No, my, migration is universal, or and illumination. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Netflix has a a set movie yet. Right, um, but they but, might. They, cause they usually do. So their animation um, but, division is pretty strong. But yeah, I think between you know the those two big contenders plus you've got a Pixar movie that you know again if it is if if it if it is a soul. I mean, I love Inside Out. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, and uh, but if it's if it's less a sort of like a copy of that and more like what if we kind of mix inside out and soul like that would be a runaway favorite in almost any year except that there's these other two movies um so yeah that could be a, that could be a real crazy category love it are other categories that you feel like have a lot of oscar early oscar buzz around them that we haven't talked about yet and then i think um, we should move into okay um I mean, I, I I hate to say that the the biggest lists I did were like, what are the kinds of movies that are coming out, which are not related to awards at all, um, but just uh, uh, how many movies there are about products, like just sort of items uh, that exist, uh, and then uh, like there's a, there's a lot of sports movies um, that are that are around. Um, so uh, you know, I don't uh, necessarily have uh, uh, an answer to the to the question that you have. I will say my general thinking when I'm kind of looking at these movies tends to kind of lean in in the uh, writing area of like, oh, this could be a screenplay because like, you know, this looks like this could be really well written. Um, And uh, so that will be my transition to talk about Next Goal Wins, which is the next uh, upcoming Taika Waititi movie, um, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it has any buzz based on any performance, any footage of it beyond just sort of like, oh, it's Taika and he's not doing a Thor movie. 
Um, you know, and it's, you know, it feels sort of like an inspiring, heartwarming uh, a sports story um, that feels like, you know, it could really fit into the, you know, it, it's almost sort of a, you know, the, the Ted Lasso shaped hole in our, in our movie world. Uh, and also like be a way for like, yeah, we could get Taika's like jokey uh, approach, but also like some of the serious things without necessarily having to be, you know, like Nazis, you know, like Jojo Rabbit was like, you know, the, the stakes are high in a sports sense, but maybe not like you know that high. Um, so, uh, you know, that may the chances of it might be obviously based on how it turns out. And also there is some Taika fatigue um, that, that is out there. But, um, you know, I, I sort of had that in a, a conversation around uh, around potential potential screenplay area. And that's uh, starring, because that was sort of on my radar as well, but more because Michael Fassbender's back. He's come back to acting now, yeah. which He's is in- amazing. He's got a couple. Uh, he's got a couple things cooking because he's also he, in the new Fincher movie. Yes, that's the other one. So well, I remember when I was sort of looking at our master list and and going through all the movies that are supposed to be coming out. I was like, Michael Fassbender is in not one but two movies that I would be excited to see. How is this happening? I thought he retired from acting and went into like race car driving. Am I getting that yeah. right? <laughs> he did get into race car driving. He also I don't I hate to be this probably I'm like. There's the, there's the onion uh, headline that's the like you know man enjoys being the one to bring up that uh, John Lennon was abusive to women. Um, I kind of feel like I'm always like what about there's also the fact that Michael Fassbender was accused of being abusive to his girlfriends um, and he was and then he's like I'm gonna go into race car driving and it's like okay Michael um, so you know uh, let's hope he's uh, done an inward journey and really uh, found found some uh, ways to grow and heal and atone for his sins. Um, he is a really good actor, so it is going to be fun to see him in movies, uh, even though people who do bad things should not be rewarded for their ba- bad behavior. Ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, and yet I, all I could see on the Wikipedia page or wherever I was looking about at this was like, oh, there's a David Fincher movie where it's Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. Sign me up. Yes. Um, yeah, and then uh, right another one that's him and... Will Arnett, uh, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Reese Darby, and a bunch of other people in a Taika Waititi movie. Um, sounds good. Sounds like it'll be it'll be a good time. Um, speaking of bad things that people are accused of, maybe we should mention that there was heavy buzz until a few weeks ago for one actor in both lead and supporting actor for two different movies. Um, and that's Jonathan Majors who seemed to have a slot locked up for uh, magazine dreams, which was a Sundance, uh, a Sundance movie. Um, and uh, also potentially uh, for Creed three, people were like, you know, Creed three was very successful. Could that be the movie from this year that has sort of longstanding momentum and, and gets, uh, gets more than you expected um, when it comes nomination time. Um, but he has also been accused of uh, not being a good person to uh, other people um, in his life and uh, doesn't seem like there's going to be continued buzz for him. Right. And that has become much more official recently where, and we really should have talked about this in the movie news. It's just that I've been repressing this news because I'm just so disappointed and, and angry that, 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 that he has now ruined 
his act his work his great work for me and like that he will no longer be <laughs> like i'm like why did you we, we can't have nice things why did you ruin this um with your bad behavior anyway so so you know that we really should have brought this up because he has now officially been dropped by disney or marvel right that they've they they have announced oh. that they're gonna they're going to recast kang i actually that, did not see that that's interesting. yeah i don't know if it's if it's everywhere i did i, I did i have seen articles that that have mentioned that so okay. it's out there i don't know if it's like been corroborated or anything like that or if it's mm. just a rumor it might still be at the level of rumor but that that's like that's the thing that's probably happening and then the other thing that which i think is more in the mainstream in like mainstream trade news is that his agency has dropped him yes so he's no longer has representation so if they dropped him they're not no longer defending him saying we're going to clear this up right like then then you know that this is it's done so, so yeah there was also some like you know there was a sort of the news story about it and then there was like they released text messages that he had exchanged with the his partner who was the victim uh and they were like see this seems he's innocent and there's video that will prove it and then it was like no one saw any video and then suddenly all these people were like I don't work with him anymore. And it's like, oh no, um, yeah. this is, this is, you know, I, I, I understand the sort of like, well, we don't want to rush to judgment on things. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not a rush it, anymore. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, that it's, if nothing else, it's like, well, maybe this just needs to be, we need to pause. We need to pause on this person being a public figure in, right. uh, in, in all of our lives. Which again is so disappointing because I feel like I had just, reached the point where I was like, maybe he's my favorite person in movies yeah. right now, because especially because he did this amazing interview, which I'm not recommending anyone go listen because it will just make you depressed. Um, he did this amazing interview with uh, IndieWire Screen Talk, the podcast with Eric Cohen and, and Ant Thompson, two critics that I admire. And they have they nerd out like he's a fan of the podcast and he listens to their podcast and um, so he was like let's nerd out about the oscars and let's nerd out about the movie industry and i was just like oh it's great he's one of us no <laughs> nope uh yeah. done but so what's interesting is i actually have seen i don't know if i told you this i have seen magazine dreams i mean you did tell me because we talked about it when sundance happened but that was off mic so Right. I will officially act surprised of like, what? You saw Magazine Dreams? <laughs> I just, I honestly, I couldn't remember who I told. Um, yeah, so Magazine Dreams, I honestly, I don't know how they can release that movie now. Yeah. Because of the, type, the, like, the type of movie that it is. So for those who have no idea what we're talking about, Magazine Dreams uh, is a film about a fictional, it's not based on a real person, as far as I know. Uh, it's It's a bodybuilder who becomes really obsessed with bodybuilding like to the point where it's like clearly unhealthy and he he just like he has issues with aggression and and violence and and hmm. it, it's kind of like taxi driver uh slash joker it's like that but with bodybuilding involved and so i mean he's it's an, again so disappointing because he's absolutely incredible i don't know how like the movie I was yeah. sort of like I don't really know what to do with this, but his performance is electric and disturbing and terrifying. But now it's like there's this added layer of oh, like he might have been not acting as much, <laughs> or like right. he might have been channeling inner rage from his own life, um, or like at least violent behavior from his own life when doing this film. So, so I just I feel like they can't. There's it's just a it's just a press 
bomb waiting to go off. I don't know how they how they get around that. It, it does, yeah. I mean, it it feels like it's going to end up. I feel like there were one or two filmed and completed, not the the famous one, but one or two filmed and completed Kevin Spacey movies that were just like, nope, like it's just not coming out, or it got like dumped onto you know, a, a disc and sold somewhere for like $5. Um, the other, you know, the only thing I, I will, I did not see, get to see Magazine Dreams. It sold out before I bought tickets. Um, this is this is a good window into Jen uh, being more prepared for uh, things like the online Sundance than me. Um, so I didn't see it, but I remember the, the discussion was sort of like, you know, basically like he's amazing uh, b- before all the news came out about him. Uh, and, but like that the movie was, not there like it was it's like eh, and that like the studio that bought it was like we're gonna work with the director to reshape it um which um is interesting and doesn't mean it couldn't end up working um but i think that the fact that it was like they would need to spend money to finish it it's not like you know they they already had the finished product that they loved that like it needed to be edited or some stuff maybe rearranged um so they'd have to pay for that plus like yeah, what like this is the thing is like hanging it around his performance how do you sell that it does kind of just feel like it's going to go into a vault or just get dropped onto whatever whatever x plus streaming service that is out there for um the studio that owns it and it will be like well you know good luck uh good luck to everybody who wants to watch it and um it's a, you know it's it's all a shame and obviously mostly a shame for the bad things that were the crimes that were committed uh, and the people who are victims of it. Um, but uh, uh, also a shame that like, we don't get to enjoy these great performances from this person. Right. And, and yeah, the only thing I'll add to that is that he is the movie. Mm-hmm. There's basically no scenes that don't have him in it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it really like, I don't, again, I don't know how they get around it. I think they can't release it. And but yeah, and to your point, I can corroborate. Like when I saw it, I was very in. Like it was very intense, and I was really engrossed in his performance and in the film as this sort of like character study. Because again, he is the movie. Like that's it's all about him. And uh, but I at the ending threw me where I was like, oh, there. Like it feels like it has multiple endings, or it doesn't know how to end. And so I was on the 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 bandwagon because a couple other critics had said this as well as well of like oh it just needs another edit like it just needs like someone needs to edit it make a new edit um make a new cut and then it will be potentially good to go like if we can get the movie right then he's then he's in for best actor and so obviously that narrative is gone now (laughs) but um but but yeah so I, i i totally agree with you that it would require too much effort now to try to salvage it so i don't and but even still i I feel like I don't know how you release that movie without having to directly yeah. what happened and the discourse around it and and just open it's up tough. that can of worms. Yeah, so it's tough. Well, to to uh, complete the the cycle of uh, movie movie discussion uh, preview discussion uh, around uh, people accused of uh, bad behavior. Another movie that I probably would be really looking forward to is The Holdovers from Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne has been accused of not doing good things um, when uh, back in the day uh, by uh, Rose McGowan. Um, so uh, that's not ideal, um, but it is a reunion of him and Paul Giamatti, uh, the uh, you know his star from from Sideways, uh, and you know 
there's it's un you know this is obviously not as I this is terrible that like this is the way to discuss it but it's like this isn't in the news it's not as prominent you know Jonathan Majors like he's not Jonathan Majors is out um, Alexander Payne probably going to be okay um, in terms of like they'll accept him uh, so uh, you know that's certainly in the conversation for actor uh, director and you know it, again if it's good like it could it could it could go beyond that um, so uh, you know that's another movie to mention and good to mention in the context of like maybe shady guys and maybe people that are, are not great. On that note, <laughs> should we do a draft? We should, we should. I, I'm, I'm looking at my, at my sort of longish list and I feel bad that there's, I got things on here we haven't even talked about. So it's like, it's like, I didn't mean to like spring a surprise, but um, we'll see. It's, it's mostly the movies that I don't, I don't even know if they're coming out this year. Um, because there's some that are on the on the border of you know will they will they make it to release this year or be held um, like uh, like the Scorsese movie was last year will they be held for a future a future year I think I think we don't have to worry about that too much if it's if it's in the ether we could draft yeah. it right. so do you want to explain for folks like what our what our process is going to be and when I say folks I don't just mean listeners I mean me <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, this uh, we we'll, we'll see. Uh, again, I've made it uh, very clear through this podcast that I'm uh, I don't always know what I'm talking about. But the idea that we had was we were like we're going to come in with a, a top five each, um, and then we we started talking about it. We realized that it would probably be at least two up to four, maybe even all five of the same movies because we have pretty similar tastes. Um, so to instead add a little bit of. Uh, unnecessary manufactured uh, uh, competitiveness uh, into the idea. Um, we sort of decided to sort of pull from uh, the the big picture and also you know, fantasy sports in general. Of like, well, let's draft movies. Um, we've uh, don't have any sort of uh, a, a, a agreed upon because this was sort of we th- thought about it right before recording. What like any kind of results it could mean or like how we're going to measure it or if we're even going to measure it um, or if there's really any sort of competition, you know, we're, we're not at the stage yet of obviously trying to like pick anything of like, we know this will do well, but this is mostly just like to make lists of movies we're most excited about. And um, you know, it will, we'll do a, a coin flip to see which of us will go first. And then we'll just, we'll alternate um, through 10 picks uh, five each to get um, a top five. And then, you know, we'll have that. We'll sort of be able to put that aside and uh, come back to it to see. Again, it's like, what does winning mean in this context? But like, you know, what movies at the end of it all are we like? You know, which list had the movies that we liked the most at the uh, at the end? I I, I foresee I, my 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 prediction is that it's somehow going to end up that I like Jen's list and more than mine, and vice versa. Um, you know, just because of the the way the world works sometimes. Um, so does that make sense of Jen yes. as the person doing it? Yep. Did I explain it in a way where no, it made sense to you? I'm sorry. The pause was me contemplating, do I make a Harry Potter 100 points for Gryffindor? <laughs> the last minute joke. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that's the level of of, of logic we would apply to scoring right. <laughs> scoring yes. these drafts. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I reserve the right for us to potentially have like a more structured – you know, way of selecting movies as we get closer to we've actually seen most or all of them of like, which one do we think is going to do well? Um, but at this point, it's all just like 
what do we want to see? What are we looking yeah, forward let's to? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so I'm going to do a, a use a Google uh, a search to do a, a coin flip. Um, you, whoever. Uh, you know, Jen, you call it if if it lands on the side. I, I guess. I guess what we'll do is you get to choose. This is like overtime uh, in the uh, in the NFL. Um, do you want to go first uh, and have the first pick, or do you want to go uh, second for some reason and uh, do that? Um, there's a reason why you would maybe want to do that if we structured it differently, but it's too late and we've talked too long. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, you just get to choose. Um, Can not I just pick heads or tails? Yes. Okay, that's what, well, that's I, mean. what I mean. But if you win, you get to say you're, that you're going to go choose first. if I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go first. Yeah, like yeah. what? I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to flip. Are you ready? Yes. It's it's flipping. So call it tails. It is heads. Ah, I can, I can no. screen share if you want it to be. Uh, no, I will. No, I will. Re- I will receive the ball. Um, meaning that I'll I'll pick first. It's honor among, amongst podcasters, we're good. Um, I yeah, I could screen share if you if you want. I guess I could have actually like flipped a real coin. I, I have one somewhere. Um, wow. Um, I'm gonna I'm taking Killers of the Flower Moon. I want the Scorsese movie. Um, I know I know what uh, what like yeah. I I I feel like the 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 race the race seemed to be a different movie. Um, but I I do have Killers of the Flower Moon first, so I'm going with that. I'm not gonna lie, this is shocking me right now. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I I it was one of those of like, do I do I do I, you know, the strategy is do I want to take a movie that I know that you for sure really want that I also really want, um, or do I go with the movie that I am currently after the cram session of prepping this? I am still the most currently excited about and i'm gonna go with the scorsese sure no no i'm i'm with you i mean this was de- to be you know i'm to this was definitely on my list but it was not my first pick I, so I figured it wasn't. well that's good i'm really okay you get so, to have your first pick my my first pick is dune part two dune what, what? dune 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 and i just you know i love dune part one so much And it also has a. I have a very memorable in watching it in the theater experience. We watched it together. We did with a with a fairly large group of friends that I had collected by renting out a theater. So this was for those of you who don't remember when Dune Part One came out. This was one of the first major blockbuster films that came out after you know things started working their way. Like after the vaccine came out for COVID, mm-hmm. and people started were were once again willing to go to a movie theater. For the first time and so you know the the theater i think it was is it amc i think it's amc the amc sort of near where i live <laughs> was doing a deal where you could rent out the whole theater and then just invite all of your friends and it, initially this was a very good deal because then i you know if i got like a regular movie ticket price from everybody it was mostly at the cost and so I was like, yeah, this is totally worth it to get to get all my friends together to go see a movie that I'm really excited to see. And so I just have a distinct memory of seeing the movie in the theater and being really blown away. I feel like you were sitting right behind me, I think, mm-hmm. and in the row behind me. And I think at the end I turned around and I was like, that was amazing. And you were like, yeah, it was. And it was, I just, I just, you know, we didn't really have to say that much. But I remember it's what I feel like it's rare that there's a movie while I'm watching it in the theater that my brain my meta brain kicks in is like this is a really good movie like you're watching mm-hmm. a really good movie right now i feel like you know i'm and 
And that's sort of what happened while I was watching this. Like partway through, I was like, wow, this is really, this is as good or better than I thought it would be. And I'm really enjoying it. And so um, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for part two. And I feel like it's the, per- for me, it's the perfect middle ground of Oscar, like Oscar buzzy, but also blockbuster and it's like sci-fi genre. Like it, to me, it kind of straddles both of my interests in that way in a really nice way. So um, yeah. Dune, Dune Part Two. It's gonna be great. I, I, I mean, I, I disagree with absolutely none of the things that you said, uh, including the the very happy memories. The only, uh, the the only down uh, uh, part of all of it was the night that we went to go see it. Was also the night the Red Sox were eliminated from the playoffs, um, and it was like I knew they were losing, and it was like. I'm I'm going to this movie even though like as a good fan I should be watching I should postpone and watch this game but I need to see this this is the way to see it because you know we're still being pretty a bunch of chicken about COVID stuff it's like we're in a theater it'll be safe this is gonna be great drove down blown away uh, yeah like feel like we we both got to. Uh, uh, you know, we were sitting close enough that we got to get like the cackles, like of like enjoyment um, from you know hearing each other just enjoy it, uh, and then we also got to sort of not spar, but we got to sort of talk with the people that were just like, I wasn't good, I didn't get it, and we were like, What are you talking about? Like it was so good, you're wrong, and they were like, Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was it was just really fun. It was like, uh, I don't know if it was like the first movie I went to see in the theater um i think it was the first like new movie i had gone to see like some old movies being shown like right right post uh post vaccination um but yeah that was god it was so good um and uh yeah i mean look i'm 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 not not regretting that i skipped it um but uh i'm also you know i mean it's weird it's like i'm happy that you have it as if if there's like 10 other players that are lined up uh (laughs) that i don't know uh to draft to draft these movies yeah i was gonna say this is a very generous gift you've given me and it has strengthened our friendship. <laughs> uh, I'm glad because uh, now I'm going to uh, 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 hurt our friendship, maybe, yeah. um, by taking a movie that I feel like is right in uh, in your wheelhouse. Um, and for my second pick, I'm doing Past Labs, um, which I'm not going to say that I, I intended the strategy of if I do um, Flower Moon, then you are going to have to do Dune. Um, and that means that I'm going to be able to do past lives, even though we were in agreement earlier that it's the movie that everyone is the most excited about. Um, but I'm, I'm not upset that it turned out that way. You know, it's it, it just the idea of, uh, you know, that it's the movies it's being compared to or that we were comparing it to earlier. Like, oh, it could sort of be like drive my car or, you know, and it could kind of have this like, um, uh, you know, has this like support of something like an everything everywhere. Um great like that's that's what i want um and, uh, i love both of those movies and uh you know this sounds like this has the potential to be devastating and uh just you know super emotional so i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see it and uh glad to have it glad to have it on the team this is a great pick uh this was also on my list obviously uh and see this is the problem with like us being friends like good friends and then also doing this is that we know each other too well probably Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i i love this pick and i also just the only thing i'll add to what you said was that there's kind of nothing like and i don't want to speak for you but i feel like part of the reason we love 
doing what we're talking about right now so much and kind of like following the Oscar award season and sort of like talking, nerding out about movies that are coming out and doing this whole thing. I feel like part of that is because there's no joy quite like having a movie kind of come out of nowhere and sort of like not have any, because a lot of the movies we've been talking about today are, have a pedigree to them, right? Either the director, we've liked their previous work. Uh, or the cast is really stellar or there's there's something about it that on paper is like yes that's probably going to be a great movie or that's going to be at least a movie that I will want to see but I feel like something like Past Lives I remember like when I was looking at the Sundance I mean granted I wouldn't was not going to be able to see it as we've said earlier but I feel like I might not have really flagged it when looking at the Sundance lineup and so it's like one of those magical things where it's like the word of mouth picks up after people have seen it. And I just really I really love that when when movies get that. So. Um, so, yeah, this is it's a great pick. So that was me trying to stall <laughs> to figure out what my next pick is. Although, I don't know, I should just be honest with myself. I'm going to pick across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I'm not going to I'm not going to. You can you can have the more pr- prestigious list. <laughs> I'm just going to go with my heart on this one, um, though, again. Spider-Verse, the the Into the Spider-Verse has the same thing I was talking about with Dune, where it's the, per, to me, is the perfect sort of meld of, like, high quality, you know, gets the respect of people who are usually snobby about genre stuff, right? People have, be, be, it's so good that people have to pay attention to it, mm-hmm. but, so, it, and it's straddling kind of that, that, like, awards prestige and the genre kind of pulpy blockbuster sort of feel to it. And so, you know, the fact that this is a, spider-man movie and an animated (laughs) spider-man movie and is already in talks about getting nominated and potentially winning oscars i think is like speaks a lot like that it had it had a lot of hurdles to overcome to to get to that place Mm -hmm. um i feel like and so yeah i'm super super excited about this and again like i really like that we're holding steady there have been no murmurs about this not being good right we're on track (laughs) let's hope it stays that way that i mean you know this is going to be redundant to be like great pick i mean great pick it's another uh, good job choosing another movie we both really like uh or we both expect to really like but um yeah i mean i don't know what else i don't know what else there is to add but which is weird because i really want more things to say because i don't know where to go uh next because you know, behind the scenes, uh, on on my perspective, this is how I'll buy I'll buy time. I've got two movies that I don't think are coming out, and so, like this year, uh, or they're they're unlikely to. So I don't know if I really want to pick them right here. The movie that like strategically, I feel like I should pick. I do not want to take uh, in the in in a classic. Um, you know, a big picture draft of like Amanda Dobbins getting. Not that you would get whiny and pouty about it, but like you would be justified in being whiny and pouty if you took the next, if I took the next movie on my list. Um, <laughs> so I have two picks. I'm trying to figure out my, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm taking Napoleon. Uh, I'm taking Ridley Scott's Ooh. Napoleon, um, which it feels like maybe a reach. I don't know. This could be because I only for the first time watched Barry Lyndon recently, which is not the sort of replacement Kubrick movie for Napoleon, but you know, in my mind, they're, they're always that, that concept is somewhat connected because that was the, the time in his life when he was really working on that movie. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to end up being like, yes, the Ridley Scott movie, but um, I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in 
the last duel Ridley Scott. Um, and I'm putting a lot of faith in wanting to watch um, Joaquin Phoenix um, in you know this kind of role. I feel like he's been the sort of like inward crunch self crunched loser um, guy who's like freaking out whether it's you know, the Joker or Bo is afraid that I want him to sort of be the like you know supremely confident guy um, who you know again almost hearkening back to his gladiator potentially hearkening back to his gladiator to performance. I was just about to ask, was his big first big break in Gladiator? I can't remember other roles before that that he would have I had. Mean, I, uh, I mean, I, I mean, some might argue his first big break was when he was still Leaf Phoenix as the child in Parenthood. Um, but I don't think that's true. Um, I just do love that he was in Parenthood as the little kid. Uh, and he's great in it. Um, but uh, I think so, right? I mean, there, there probably were like one or two other movies, but I feel like that was when it was like, no, it's River Phoenix's brother and he's like legit. Um, that my memory was Gladiator was the sort of big breakthrough for him. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know, I don't know. I'm already I'm already uh, doubting myself about choosing it. Um, but that was uh, when I had pulled together my list. I put uh, I put Napoleon up up kind of high. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. And uh, I, you know, we'll hope it's good and hope it's something I like. All right, my next pick. I feel like now I have to do like a curveball pick. Okay. Because my first two picks are very predictable. <laughs> and I have, I'm on the verge of making another super predictable pick. But I feel I'm like gonna I might. I'm going to warn you if you don't make the predictable pick, though, I might not have no recourse but to take it from but you. To take it? Ah. So. And it's know, like, who, again, who do we want Greg to get mad at? I guess is maybe the, the question here. <laughs> and there's, that doesn't narrow it down completely. <laughs> To be honest, true. Um, but uh, ah. that's not that's not an intentional mind game. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if I can hold back another round. That's true. That's true. Um, but maybe we're not talking about the same thing, and then you. <laughs> that's also possible. Uh, all right. You know what? I feel like. I have to stick with, and I've, I've, I now feel like we're falling into the Sean Fantasy Amanda Dobbins pattern because I'm like, I just got to go with, I got to be me. I gotta, you got to go through <laughs> um, And so, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, we were not talking about the same movie. We were not talking about the same movie? Oh, no. Um, okay. But good, good. So, so I almost didn't put this on here because I'm really trying to manage my expectations for this movie. Yeah. Uh, and so this is a hope. This is a hope dicting kind of situation where I'm like, if I put this on my list, maybe that means it will be amazing. Um, and the other thing is, shout out to our mutual friend Jim Clements, who's never going to listen to this. Um, <laughs> uh, he should. And <laughs> so I'll be really surprised if he does. And he's like, hey, wait, you know, I, you offended me on your podcast. Um, but he usually, among our friend group, is the most the harshest critic. And the kind of I don't want to call him a hater, because that's that's uncalled for. But he's also but he, not not a hater. Like if, if 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 there was someone in our group who would be called the hater, it would definitely be him. Sure. Yeah. He'd be the he'd be the lovable hater. Um sure. and, and so so I ran into him the other day and we we're we we're catching up on chatting about movies and TV and we started talking about Dial of Destiny, and he un unsolicited said that looks like it's going to be really good, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I had the same like, conversation oh, with him. 
Okay. <laughs> so, so for that reason, in that moment, I was like, if Jim is saying that it's going to be good, it's okay for me to think it's going to be good. Right. Um, and that, that was like the last straw because before that it was like, well, James Mangle isn't going to, they're not going to give him another star Wars movie. Right. If he, if, if he totally flubbed this one. And then before right. that, I was like trying to use the can film premiere at our last time we recorded, I think use the, the can, the can premiere that it's going to have as a sign that like, Oh, they wouldn't put a bad movie premiering a can right and in which case like you know like there's evidence to the contrary potentially so um uh yeah and so like i think we've been building to this moment yeah where i'm like no it's okay for me to be optimistic about this movie yes um uh yeah and this is where we come full circle where i'm just totally letting my genre bias take over it's fine i don't i I have no problem with that I feel like this is not going to spoil your a uh, potential pick of yours, but I almost as as I was vamping, I almost went La Chimera mm. because that's essentially like highbrow Indiana Jones. I think is <laughs> right. what it's going to be. So like so that's my sm- to again to to reference another Ringer podcast. Uh, Mallory Rubin on the Ringerverse likes to do what she calls a smuggle. Where she picks one thing, but then she really smuggles mm-hmm. in something else. And so this Smart. is my smuggling this movie into my my third pick. Uh, so if you don't know, La Chimera is uh, a film starring Josh O'Connor, who recently played Prince Charles on The Crown and was great, and Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, icon, legend, icon. Uh, I don't need to say much more about that. And the premise is a young British archaeologist gets involved in an international network of stolen Etruscan artifacts. Yes, please. Sign me up. Yep. Like, like how, how can that, how can that not be amazing? <laughs> so um, unless it's more like if we're going more national treasure than Indiana right. Jones. Or, or Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. The, then that could be a problem. But wait, I actually don't remember who's, cause I'm not familiar with the director. I, I am also not. Maybe this, this, not was, this was in like it was it was on our list. Oh, it's not even coming up here. Um, but it was it, you know, it wasn't. It was one of those movies where I was like, well, that sounds like it could be really interesting. I look forward to hearing uh, more about that. Um, directed by Alice Rohrwalker is uh, is uh, her name, and it looks like Mubi is involved. Uh, hmm. It's no well. At least it's listed on movie. Oh, because it's. I guess they list all the movies at at can on uh, on their page. Um, movie, a great service uh, that is. Uh, I, I recommend. Um, please, no free ads. Please, PC. Spo- please sponsor us. Uh, oh, I was trying. I was fishing for. Oh, um, I see. <laughs> yeah, for sponsoring. Um, yeah, I, I don't know this. Uh, oh, she directed um, Le Pupil, which was one of the shorts. I believe oh, that got nominated. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. This past year, um, and also a movie called The Wonders, which I believe is somehow connected to La Chimera. I could be wrong. I might be. I might be wrong about that. There was there were a bunch of movies that had the word wonder in it a few years ago, and one of the movies I was looking at that's coming out is like a in the same universe as the director's earlier movie that featured the word wonder. Um, so maybe that's here, but or maybe not. I don't know. The other thing is that Neon has the the rights to this mm. so that could mean it's got a lot of potential awards wise because they you know they do okay 
yeah. or it could just end up on Hulu. <laughs> it's on, it's on Hulu and everyone thinks about it for, for two days. Um, so this was, uh, this was our rundown of La Chimera, um, your pick for uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. I, I didn't have Indy on my shortlist sort of, for the like, I had the jinx problem where I was just like, I'm not putting it on the list, I'm not taking it because if I take it and it's bad, I'll feel terrible. Yeah, that's um, what I should have so done. So I, 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 I think this is a this is a good definitional dynamic of your hope casting, wish casting of like, I'm going to manifest this to be good, and me like you know already having referenced the Red Sox, like hiding in a corner of just like if I don't think something good could happen, then I'm not going to stop it from happening. Um, I you know uh, trying to manifest it is only inviting uh, a sorrow upon uh, upon me. Um, so uh, that was not the movie that I was referring to, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I I ran ran into our same friend. We had the same conversation of just like what what looks bad about this? Like nothing. There's nothing about it that that doesn't seem good the de-aging um, doesn't even bother me like it's just, no it looks great yeah um yeah i mean the, the fact that like you know i don't i don't want to dig into it and i like i don't, don't want to know before i see it too much but it's just sort of like is so like are we just flashing back or is the dial involved like time travel like is it good is he going to go back in time um and if so like is that going to be a thing i um, think yeah but I feel like I feel like the only reason to be nervous about this is that the last movie also seemed like it could be cool and then wasn't that good. Um, so uh, you know, to be we'll clear, see. it's not it's not as because I I know I kind of slandered it last time we recorded, but it's <laughs> I don't think it's I think it's people are too harsh on it. It's not as bad as most people say, but it's also not good. I I feel like I feel like my where I end up on it is people are. At the, about the correct level of harsh on it but for mostly for reasons that they shouldn't be worried about like whatever the aliens don't bother me it's more the like lack of a cohesive story and then the ultimate lack of like trying to sort of thread too many things together yeah. because they couldn't decide what story they wanted so they just kind of mashed it all in and then there's like a lack of agency in the last part which you can also say about Raiders of the Lost Ark Et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into all this in our Indiana Jones I think preview what this episode. Probably, yeah, I was going to say, what this probably means is we just need to do a separate episode just about Indiana Jones. Yep. Maybe even uh, a series. I'm not going to pull all the my new adventure series figures from this shelf, but they're literally, it's within arm's reach. Um, so keep keep putting those figures out, Hasbro. <laughs> nice. I'm not buying the dial. I'll, I'll say this similar to the to not me not picking it in the draft. I'm not buying the two Dial of Destiny figures until I see the movie, because I don't want to commit, um, lest lest it end up being something that's I don't necessarily like. Um, and I'll just say one last thing, even though like we shouldn't, because this is going long enough. Um, we also saw the debut performance of uh, one of the songs from uh, from that uh, another another Jen and PT uh, and others uh, outing was uh, John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl. He played um uh phoebe waller bridger's characters helena um where they play he played her theme during during the show and it was it was, yeah. it was lovely and it was yeah, it was beautiful and it, it gave me uh, and again i'm just looking for things to give me hope but <laughs> but i remember hearing that and being like oh like this because i feel like the 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 preamble that we had gotten for that was a lot of old hollywood soundtracks right mm-hmm. because like john williams had sort of curated 
songs that he uh, track like scores that he had not written but were sort of his favorite kind of inspire some of his inspirations and so when i first heard it it really hits that in this that like old hollywood nostalgia button when you hear it of mm-hmm. like oh like we're back to like and then i'm like yes phoebe waller bridge could totally be like a Catherine Hepburn. yeah figure in this movie i love it let's do this so yeah i think um yeah that was a great that was a great that was a great hollywood bowl really delivered they're doing doing it again in july this year instead of (gasps) waiting for labor day so you know we'll 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 talk off mic and uh or probably on mic but just not recording um so uh look I I I I did the best I could to not take this. Maybe you won't be mad because you you got indie and I, and I respect that. I'm taking How Do You Live with my fourth pick. I know. I uh, okay. Yeah. That's, I, I, I don't. Thought that that might was, be the other one we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like I feel like a, a real like a like really a faker at this point. Like as you know, someone who is not like as seeped in the world of of Miyazaki movies as as you are. Um, but I'm very excited for this and, uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, and uh, I feel like a big jerk for, uh, somehow having it, but you know, it's, it's the fourth round. So like you, you did have, you did have plenty of time. It's okay. I, um, you know, the only reason I didn't pick it earlier, cause I was, I was very close to picking it for at number three. You're, you're not wrong, mm-hmm. but I was like two animated features back to back. That might fair. be an imbalance. I was trying to, trying to balance out my, that's my fair. list. So that's like the that. only reason. Otherwise, yeah. So I'm not mad. I, I'm glad. I, similar to how you gave, gifted me Dune, I'm I am happy to gift you. <laughs> how do you live? This is a, this and is the, the... the other thing too is I feel like I'm just I'm just holding my heart in a chamber, like in a compression chamber, until I see this movie. Mm-hmm. Even more so than it, like Indiana Jones, I'm okay getting hyped about, but but how do you live? I want to make sure I go into it with a pure heart and mind, where I'm not like. like where i'm not expecting any particular thing um you know what i mean because i feel like i did that with the wind rises uh and you know the it was it was it was fine but it was not as like i wasn't gushing over it like the way i gush over other miyazaki movies so i feel like the wind rises has aged well i'm just gonna say that you know, I don't no, know it's when a you very good movie. It, it's a very good movie. It just didn't rise to the level of some of my all-time favorite Miyazaki movies, and so I don't want to. I don't want to corner myself that way again. So that's why I'm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I will also say, and this is terrible coming straight off my like. I don't want to jinx things. I do feel like this is uh, this is terrible. I'm so I'll just say it. It it it, it will feel worse if the Miyazaki movie isn't very good than it will if the new Indiana Jones movie isn't very good. Because it was already sort of like, look, we've got three Indiana Jones movies and really like even one of those is like, okay, um, you know, that like, you know, and we can just sort of keep those. They're very sort of like in like a time span. It's fine. You can segment them away. But there is something about just like, and he comes back from retirement and he's got one more movie in him. And like, what if it's only okay? Um, That would be like, yeah i think the stakes are a little higher but um but then there's also like oh but you know there's there's like again like three good indiana jones movies there's what like a dozen good miyazaki movies so um you know he's he's already won he's already won the game um what would you like for your next <sighs> this is a tough one because there's you know 
you added a bunch of movies to our shared Google Doc. I did. And that was really throwing me and like, oh, no, I forgot about all these movies that might be coming out. Uh, and now that is making me question my initial choices. But, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go again. I'm going to be true to myself. Do it. I'm going to I'm going to pick David Fincher's The Killer. Yes. <laughs> um, which honestly, like when we were talking earlier, does not have a ton of buzz, surprisingly, considering it's David Fincher. But I feel like David Fincher has had a bad history with the oscars like because mank was his last oscar contender and it famously got shut out i believe i think or it did got it win cinematography only it got some maybe it only got one but it was yeah. like people were like it's gonna sweep and then it went quickly went from it's gonna sweep to oh it's only getting one or nothing so um i feel like i feel like since then oscar pundits are, are not willing to 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 trade in David Fincher movies, right? Um, it won two. I'm just looking it up. It won cinematography and it won production design. But that was like that was a fade. Like it had been yeah, like it, it was had like, been thought of. It was going to be like much bigger than that. So you know why am I excited about this movie? Because it's David Fincher, but more specifically David Fincher going back to his murder roots. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, and so like you know, I mean, Seven is the one that everybody references as being his, like his masterpiece. I feel like I I even loved Mindhunter, which was the Netflix series that he did about serial killers. No shame in that. That show was. And great. I was really sad that that got canceled. Um, and so I'm just really happy to learn that he's coming back with another film that's about about a killer so i'll also put out point out zodiac which like got slept on by certainly by the academy and and by i will admit by me i didn't see that for a couple of years and i'm blown away that's it that's that may be that may be my favorite fincher movie i don't know and this is this one is also i haven't i haven't read the the graphic novel or comic book uh that it's based on but it is an adaptation of a french comic book that supposedly Mm. is you know people love so uh, you know, I was, I was just everything about this sounds great and sounds like something I would like. So that therefore, um, I'm, I'm putting it on my list. I I love it. I mean, you know, in it is interesting of just sort of like what who's talking? What why is no one talking about this? Like it's almost like forgotten. Uh, in the in the conversation, um, I do wonder if part of that is. In just in terms of like any sort of Oscar award sort of uh, prognosticating discourse, is that it's a Netflix movie. Those you know Netflix in general kind of struggles to get. You know they haven't won the big prize, and they you kind of end up focusing on just one or two things. And I wonder if people are like, okay, it's not going to be this. Um, like you know this is the this one's going to just sort of whatever be there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great choice. I feel like. You know, again, it's it's tough when there's like, oh, there's all this like blossoming new young talent that like is directing um, interesting things. It's, you know, you know, as it's how I felt picking Ridley Scott of like, anyway, Ridley Scott, um, you know, a little bit of like, anyway, David Fincher. But like, it's David Fincher. Like, he's good at this. And like, he's back. You know, he's in he's in his he's in his wheelhouse. So why not? Yeah. Um, it man. also has Brad Pitt behind it. Uh, the mm-hmm. his production company, Plan B Entertainment, I feel like is on board. So yeah, again, it looks good. Um, okay, this is tough because what I want to do right now is smuggle like four 
my four also ran choices, but I don't know. This is I almost this is why it almost is better to have the last pick. Um, but uh, I'm going to be true, true to my heart, and and what my heart currently is really saying is just like Napoleon was a weird choice, uh, and you should have gone with one of these other smaller movies. Um, but I really didn't think. I would. Ha- I, I didn't think "How Do You Live" would be on the board in the fourth round. I'm, I'm analyzing my draft already, so like I felt like I had to take that. But I had these like small, a few smaller movies that I was maybe going to take um, to round out, so I could build to my fifth one being the like me being me choice. Um, but I can't do that, uh, so I, I got to eschew all these small movies, and I have to do my big genre blowout for this, uh, which is Mission: Colon Impossible hyphen dead reckoning comma part one uh which uh is, really is the title? that is that is actually the title um and it's uh insane an insane title for an insane movie um starring an insane man um and i'm uh, i couldn't be more excited for this i i do think um you know obviously my 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 heart is uh is you know if i could only pick one like franchise uh i would always sort of pick star wars even if they're not releasing movies anytime in the immediate future um but i think if it's a sort of like well but like what about just like a a you know recent franchise um you know it's really it's between john wick and the mission impossible movies um and you know especially just sort of posts once once christopher McQuarrie came in as sort of you know one of the writers with the ghost protocol the fourth one and he sort of slid into the writer director tom cruise whisperer um uh seat uh these movies are bonkers they're absolutely insane uh and uh i love them uh they're 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 a great time uh i i do not know i think there are people who are just sort of like well top gun maverick so maybe this is the mission impossible movie blah 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 we'll have some academy chances i don't think it will beyond you know maybe visual effects or some other sound um i could see it getting uh some some buzz there so i don't think it's going to get a lot of uh, awards things it's just going to be a movie i'm going to go and see um on a really big screen and uh just again like like i said in the john wick uh episode just the cackle per minute uh uh, ratio is is going to be the rate's going to be real high i'm just going to be enjoying myself the whole time so here's where I make a confession where we lose all of our listeners. Um, <laughs> I have never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies after the first one. I mean, I think what you're saying is, you know, we have to do like a Mission Impossible. That, that, that's like maybe that's our first like watch along um, okay. or, or we just have to, you know, do a, do a Mission Impossible recap. We'll have um, to include, include Greg as well because I have already – independently of this conversation promised him that i will watch all i will catch up i will watch all of the movies i have i have um a a blu-ray a blu-ray set that only has the first five and i have the sixth one independently you're welcome to borrow any of them in case you don't know how to access movies um on the internet um but uh i will i will say the second one is easily the weakest which is a bummer because it's john woo um so it's tough if you, you know go back watch the first one again um it's very 90s in a in a fun way um the second one I, I feel like is a little tough to deal with um but like even the third one which is jj abrams like has a all-time it's all-time villain performance from philip seymour hoffman and like at that point you know if you're 
hopefully you're enjoying yourself. I, I guess if you're just sort of like, this is just all, this is very dumb. Um, they're, they're movies that are very dumb, but are, uh, are incredibly funny. I, I look at the, uh, uh, when I saw Dungeons and Dragons, there was a, a trailer for Fast 10, uh, a movie we have not discussed that may get low level, uh, whatever. I have also noms. not seen. Yeah. Probably. And I'm just like, these movies are so stupid. Why does anybody like them? And then I realized I'm like, oh, it's because the same lizard part of humans' brains that makes me want to watch the Mission Impossible movies. But I like spies and masks and, and like heists more than I like cars and vroom and, you know, th- that kind of spectacle. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll cover them. We're going to cover them on the pod and you're going to okay. like it. Okay. You're going to like it. So it's down to me, right? It is. One last pick. I, I'm having a hard time with this because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have this be a great pick and to, and a pick that will round out my list. And so do I go with, here's what here, I'm without spoiling what I'm thinking about. I'm it's fast to, 10. Just take fast 10. You know you want to do it. <laughs> I feel like that would be confusing considering all the other things I pick. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have one that is like pretty obscure, but I and I only found out about when I was doing what little prep I did mm. for this podcast okay. episode. Uh, that like I I don't could be based on the based on the description could be terrible, like really terrible, or could be absolutely amazing. So that's like I feel like I have a very risky pick, but maybe for the sake of podcasting and drafting mm-hmm. this list, could be a really good pick. Um, and then I also have the more, cause I feel like you did a really good job of making your list actually also very awards contentious or content, I like mean, contendery. You know, it doesn't have to be, but you yeah, know, but you did, you did it. You did it. Uh, <laughs> your list is going to win more Oscars than mine probably. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, Mission Impossible but, I, sweep. but I feel like, do I use this last pick to compensate for that <laughs> and have something that I, I feel like I'm both actually genuinely very interested in but interested in more from my oscars brain than from maybe my you know what the rest of this list would might indicate um i'm using as as, as my (laughs) my guide uh guiding light so so that's kind of what i'm what i'm down to so maybe you know regardless of whichever one i pick i'll mention the other one the other thing too is i'm like i don't have any female directors on this list Mm. unless you count my smuggle (laughs) like chimera (laughs) <laughs> i think right because it's like denis Villeneuve. wait who's directing across the spider-verse uh great question uh hold please um name the rest of your movies oh it's um joaquin dos santos kemp powers and justin k thompson okay so still no women uh yeah, no women sorry james mangold david fincher yeah so i feel like for that reason alone i probably should pick my other pick because it is a good pick and i would be happy about it i just mm-hmm. um am really tempted to make this other pick but i can give it a shout out for sure but let me actually check yeah no that's not the, the filmmaker for this other pick is also male so all right for the yeah for the sake of because it's so close between these two i'm gonna i'm gonna use the the, the diversity of my list as as a motivating factor um and i'm gonna pick emerald Fennell's Saltburn. Um, a movie that I know very little about, honestly, mm-hmm. but because I feel like Emerald Fennell is such an interesting filmmaker and writer, like director and writer, um, 
that I feel like I feel like there's a certain I wanted to represent something on here that like even if I'm not super interested in the premise of this movie, but it's like a college student becomes obsessed with an aristocratic woman or something like it just like, I'm like, I, if you just pitch that to me with mm-hmm. no other information, I'd probably be like, eh, it's okay. I don't need to see that. But the fact that it's Emerald Fennell and you know, she's somehow managed to create promising young women, but then also be on, be Camilla on the crown and then direct episodes of the crown. <laughs> like, I just like, I- she's fast. She's a fascinating creator to me. Um, and I feel like she's on the, if Saltburn is as good as I think it might be and it is, and makes as big of a splash as I think it will be, will, then I think that she's on the cusp of going, like, go, like heading into the stratosphere in terms of recognition. So I'm going to bet big on her. I, I mean, I think, I think it's a good choice. It feels like it could be a good movie. It's one of those things where it was like, it it got some like people were like and Saltburn like what's going on with Sundance and there was no like there wasn't like a, a huge sort of push I kind of feel like Past Lives sucked up a lot of the air right. of it but there also was no like Saltburn's not very good it was just sort of like and Saltburn like that was great um, and you know was sort of you know sort of floating out there so I feel like it's it's in you know potentially in a good pocket of not overhyped. And and also not disparaged, so that could be good. That could be really yeah, good for it. We'll see. So my the pick that could have been, mm-hmm. um, and again a film I had never heard of until looking up. Oh, what are movies that are coming out this year? Uh, it's called True Love. Oh, and it is written, uh, directed, written, and co-produced by Gareth Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, who can you tell? Like, can you tell? listeners where they would know gareth edwards from i mean they would know him from mostly directing rogue one a star wars story as well as the 2013 or 2014 version of godzilla i forget what year it was but the the american godzilla yeah yeah. well i mean some of us uh will go to bat for godzilla king of the monsters um but in a sense that it's not a good movie but it had some real big monsters uh and they were fighting each other i don't know if you know do i have to explain that um (laughs) but uh it's not good but i had a great time um but yes the one with uh aaron taylor johnson and uh elizabeth olsen and brian cranston and ken watanabe um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, yeah, and he had done like a small monster movie before then, I believe called Monster. Um, and yeah, I mean, he he almost directed uh, all of Rogue One. Uh, I, I believe that Tony Gilroy came in and directed a lot of the reshoots. Uh, and apparently Dave Filoni directed the Darth Vader scenes at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, he, nevertheless, he's, he did Rogue One, a Star Wars story on, on officially. So, so this is also a sci-fi film, mm-hmm. though no one seems to know more than that, like in terms of what it's about. But this is the the cast. So it's John David Washington, mm-hmm. Gemma Chan, Allison Janney, yep, Ken Watanabe, Finchy himself, and Benedict Wong. <laughs> Who is Wong from the MCU? <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Well, and also, I, I, I'm looking at the list, and I'm seeing you said Ken Watanabe, and I said Finchie himself, which is not Ken Watanabe. It's Ralph Innocent who was Finchie on the uh, British version oh, of The I Office, skipped, and is in, was... is in Game of Thrones, and is in a bunch of British things. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah that guy, that's right, crazy. Yeah. Um, um, that's a that's a great cast. 
And it's Greg Greg Frazier is one of the cinematographers yeah. who uh, did both Dune Part One and why well, I guess this was, should have been my pick. Uh, and <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm laying it out there, um, Dune Part One and the Batman, mm-hmm. right? And could have been nominated. Could have been nominated. Should have should have been nominated. Um, the Batman is a beautiful film. Uh, so so yeah, that's like and again, I don't think I've heard about this movie from anybody. No, I haven't. I have not. I didn't so, even know Gareth Edwards was working. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's that's great. I've got uh, four movies I want to honorable mention. I don't know if you have any extras that were like besides that, but like again, like game theorying out of like if if the Miyazaki movie wasn't there, I think what I would have taken, knowing that Mission Impossible would have been on the board later. Um, I I didn't know you hadn't seen them, but I I feel like I had sense that you did not care. Like it had never sort of came up in any conversation with you. Um, So the movie that I think I would have taken there is, um, I don't know if it's coming out this year, but it's called Poor Things. um, And it's a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Um, Mm. And the phrase is an upcoming science fiction romance film. And it's essentially a Victorian tale of like a Franken, someone Frankensteining a young woman back to life. And the young woman's Emma Stone. And I'm assuming Willem Dafoe is the doctor because he's Dr. Godwin Baxter. Um, Mark Ruffalo, Rami Youssef, Jared Carmichael, Margaret Qualley, Catherine Hunter. This is insane. Like, this is an insane-sounding cast. And and it's Yorgos, who has done The Lobster, um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. He did The Favorite. Um, so this is Emma Stone reuniting with him from The Favorite. Um, so yeah, I, if I could go back and I could do my draft again, I would draft poor things instead of Napoleon. Um, but my, my, um, strategizing of how things would play out, uh, didn't, didn't unfold. Um, and you know, you had to play the ball where it lay. Um, so, um, the, but this, this is my, like, and I almost took this instead of mission impossible where I was like, uh, um, but then I was like, but then I don't really have the like fun blockbuster movie that, um, I'd want to have on my list. So, um, but this sounds incredible. Uh, it, it, there's no discussion of when it's coming out. It's going to be a searchlight movie. So again, it could just end up dropped on Hulu um, with uh, no fanfare, which would be terrible. It could be the could be this year's Prey, um, which is uh, an excellent Predator sequel for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, so um, that seems uh, that that's probably the the if I had one honorable mention like your um, uh, the the uh, uh, now I've already lost the name of it. Um, the one true love, with true, true love, love, Gareth true Edwards. Love, yeah. um, again, the title might need to be workshopped because I feel like <laughs> they could. Yeah, it, it feels that feels a little. That's going to be lost in an SEO um, world. Um, so that's why my honorable mention. The other ones uh, I just want to bring up that I had uh, in in discussion here: um, a movie called Rustin, which I had not heard about until again we were putting together um this list um it's uh, a uh, by a biopic uh directed by george c wolf who's mostly a playwright but he did ma rainey's uh black bottom he directed ma rainey's black bottom um and it's uh, around it's the story of a gay civil rights activist named bayard rustin who worked with martin luther king jr helped organize the march on washington uh coleman domingo um is potentially in the conversation he's going to have like an al pacino uh, in 92 or a Scarlett Johansson in I think 2019 where he could be nominated in lead and supporting the same time supporting for 
color purple a lead for this movie. Um, and uh, Audra McDonald is maybe going to get an EGOT if she gets any uh, juice playing uh, Ella Baker in a supporting role. Uh, Chris Rock is in it. Glenn Thurman, uh, or sorry, Glenn Turman, who is uh, a, a great actor. Uh, Jeffrey Wrights seems to be in a small role. He's way down in this cast list. Um, but he's there. He's present. Um, so uh, it's a Netflix movie. So again, it might kind of just come and go. Um, but it's from the Obama's production company as well. So they might get some, you know, a real big push here. So... It was it was on the list. If I was, you know, I I, I want to give it a shout out. I wanted to get an honorable mention because uh, I think uh, it looks like it could be really good. Yeah, no, so that that's great. Uh, I guess do I have honorable mentions? I was tempted uh, to put Wonka on my list. I love it. Love that. <laughs> but again, that's like a that's a huge gamble. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> as as Willy Wonka. Um, uh but i again that's either going to be amazing or it's going to be really weird yeah and not in a good way so that's i think why that didn't end up kind of really in contention on my list um the other one i was tempted to kind of include was challengers which is the zendaya josh o'connor maybe i'm just really into josh o'connor right now the the tennis movie (laughs) like why are they in a tennis movie i don't know that it sounds great it sounds like a good, just a good premise for a movie that's either just a straight up comedy or like an actual like emotional experience with humor mixed in. Yeah. Um, and I think we, you know, we'd be bad friends to Greg if we didn't mention Asteroid City. Um, that, when I said I had four movies, I wanted to say that was the fourth uh, is Asteroid City, I will all, which is the new Wes Anderson movie. Um, you know, there's some degree of. Uh, I I can feel this way too of just sort of like yep it's another Wes Anderson movie he's doing Wes Anderson things and then I go and I see like the French Dispatch and I'm like this is a masterpiece I love this um, Jeffrey Wright robbed uh, screenplay nomination robbed um, you know this is uh, you know those that that movie was great Wes Anderson does what he does really well and Asteroid City looks really good I do just want to mention. He has a second movie that is scheduled to come out this year. Oh, that's right. In the fall, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which, you know, I don't know if that's actually, they're going to hold it or not. Probably depends how Asteroid City does. Is Benedict Cumberbatch in that? Yes, it is. Yes. And for all, like everything I I was reading the whole thing, I'm just like, well, this must be an animated movie with these people and this story. And I don't think it is. I think it's it's just a, a... a Roald Dahl adaptation that's right. I was like, is this going to be like Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I agree that we have to mention that there, there are a bunch of movies that look really good. Um, the other one that I did actually have written down that I you had put on the list, so I apologize if I'm taking this from you. Unknown if it's coming out this year, but um, Blitz, which is the mm-hmm. World War II uh, movie that's coming out, um, uh, written directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, uh, Saoirse Ronan uh, and Stephen Graham and uh, uh, Aaron Aaron Kellyman of of nerd uh, product fame, um, and uh, you know I it's Steve McQueen, so I'm I'm interested. Um, I I want to see whatever he puts out. So and Steve McQueen in World War Two uh, seems like that uh, you know that could get some some Oscar uh, traction in a way that for some reason Widows didn't, even though. Widows, also a, a masterpiece. Yeah. All right. I think I think this we is, did it. I think that covers it. Yeah. This was a lot. We're pushing two hours now. We're, we've passed the two hour mark <laughs> recording, so I think we need to wrap up. Um, 
So, you know, I think you know the headline here is there's a lot of exciting movies that are going to be coming out in 2023. Can't wait movies, to see them. Movies are good. We like movies. Um, so to close us out, PT, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Uh, you know, they, they can look for me. Will they find me? Uh, they can look for me on Instagram uh, and uh, on Letterboxd, uh, P-T-M-C-N-I-F-F. Um, I did also set up uh, a Substack. All I put on there was a, you know, maybe I'll do something with this. Um, and uh, I don't even remember the name of it. So, uh, you know, well, next time I'll tell you the name of it um, and, uh, and and what the address might be. But, um, you know, if, if, if anything's actually posted there, then uh, I'll let you know. But, um, but yeah, you can find me in those places and, and contact me there if you'd like. And folks can find me on Instagram at Subchakchai, S-O-P-C-H-O-C-K-C-H-A-I and on the long take on Substack. Thanks, thanks for VT. This was really fun. I'm glad you suggested that we do a draft. Uh, thank you so much for having me on for hosting me. Do 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 do. Thanks everybody. Until next time. Thank you for listening. You can follow the long take on Substack at thelongtake.substack.com. Subscribe for free to receive reviews of films with Oscar buzz, as well as new films and series from pop franchises like Star Wars and Marvel. 